information. Like, I guess the more that a medium is being used to control a message, I guess the more opportunity there is to like also use that same medium to like expose what's actually happening. Right. And I think about those videos that WikiLeaks released of like the helicopter and you see the body parts flying, like actual people getting, getting blown up. And then it made me think about Zizek because it made me think about how, like that idea of like ideology function where it's like, I vote, I know very well, but still I don't care. Like I don't change. So it's like part of, it seemed like part of the premise of like the video was like, Oh, they control the narrative. Um, they control what we see and what we don't see. So because we're not actually seeing people, it's like pacifies us, um, which is premised on maybe this idea that if we did see it, then maybe like our behavior, we would not accept certain things. But then it seems like with the proliferation of the more more leaks in the inter- and, and the internet, we are seeing it. Like we're aware, like everybody's seen those videos with like body parts and like the guys on the on the on the radio commenting like got him, sh- like shit shot him, he's down, like body parts exploding. It's like so we see it happening, but yet like nobody's really like nothing changes, I guess, right? It's just the same. So like whether we see it or we don't, it doesn't seem to matter. And that was that was killing a reporter, the video that you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a few, but yeah, one of them. So and this is something I mean, think about like maybe think, like ideology is yeah, the Zizekian ideology is maybe the other frame or sort of to think about like it. Like ideology seems to boil down for Zizek to not to, you know, putting on the glasses and seeing things the way they really are, but but sort of the act of putting on and taking off the glasses shows you the difference between things being the way they are and things understanding that things are not the way they are. That's kind of the bottom line. So even when you add the sort of truth leak, WikiLeaks, whatever, to the debate, what it really just shows people is that things are not the way they seem, not that there's some deeper underlying truth to what's going on in front of us. And that's, I guess that's a sort of philosophical point that Zizek tries to make, especially in his like, um, especially in the perverts guides and the uh the his video analysis too his film analysis it's funny you mentioned uh wearing glasses because he actually directly references this metaphor um by comparing it to uh the john carpenter movie they live yeah uh, I, that's where I, that's what yeah. i was thinking and, of. and the kind of thing that he points out is actually you know you don't take off the glasses of ideology you have to put on glasses of critical theory precisely to be able to deconstruct the world that's presented to us and see what's really going on beneath it. Because our natural predisposition, if you want to call it that, is to live embedded in these kind of ideological frameworks. And it's I think the point that Victor is making, which is even more radical, is that even (laughs) if we put the glasses on, would we even give a fuck anyway? Exactly. That was kind of the point. Because because Zizek, that's the whole point of Zizek's thing when he says, I know very well that all these things are happening, but yet my behavior doesn't change. It's like I have conscious awareness and like I know, whereas like, sort of the, the 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 way I when I was watching Pills's video, I was thinking, okay, like the 1990s, like the early 90s, late 80s, when the first desert storm happened, it's like these technologies were newer and they were being controlled. And then like the analysis maybe at the time was like, oh, they're controlling it. They turn it into a video game so we don't actually see it. But then the Gulf War number two, we do see it, but nothing changes because like there's WikiLeaks because it doesn't actually matter whether we see it or not. This is a, exa- yeah. a perfect parallel to me in my mind, and I think this might be getting at what you were kind of calling the suggestion, Victor, is that CNN was like a, a, backwa- a backwater news station and became a national news station as a result of the Gulf War. Because it's 24 seven, you know, whenever you turn on CNN, this is gonna be on there. We're, we're gonna do 24 seven news. And they, they've continued that model up to this day but it starts with this seduction of war, which is, you know, fun, 
fun to follow along. Our reporters are embedded. Our reporters are wearing bulletproof vests. So, oh, they, they must be in danger. There you go for a little bit of a signifier there. And this becomes this, this I don't know what you call, I think Baudrillard calls it a uh, simulacral, he says we are simulacral protagonists. So we're involved in this war. Like this, this matters to us. While at the same time, it matters not at all to us. It barely even mattered to the soldiers that were there, most of whom never even saw con or con combat. If you've seen that movie, uh, Three Kings, I think. Oh yeah, the George Clooney. Oh, Three Kings and Jarhead too. The, they're just they're basically sitting around, and then the war was over because they, they they fought for a hundred hours. That was it. It was like yeah. three days, and they just walked through the army. Basically about him, like the whole movie is like him waiting to shoot somebody and like not ever being able to because he's just sitting around the whole time. Does he not even fire a single shot in that movie? It's been no, a while. no. <laughs> so yeah. that's like, that is so perfect for this because we at home, I mean, none of us were watching this obviously, but we at home are invested. Where are our troops? You, you know, you get like the the armchair generals, just like the armchair quarterbacks planning. Oh, here's what I would do. And you get you get like just such a tiny sliver of information, but enough information that you think that you're involved and enough footage that you think you're involved. And then this just comes to dominate the entire event where you're like, ah, good. We won. We watched this thing on, on TV for whatever it was, six weeks. And this became like the the origin of CNN, which is 24-7 news, 24-7 participation. And they still do exactly the same thing with politics today. Yeah, Rick Roderick had a joke about that in his lecture on Baudrillard that I really like. I'm not sure this is true. It's apocryphal. But apparently when he was asked uh, if he wanted to cover the Gulf War, Baudrillard said he would cover the Gulf War, but he wanted to watch it on CNN because that's where the war was really going to take place, right? Uh, I'm not sure if that's true, but it sounds like something Baudrillard would do, right? But, you know, just the, the striking opening of that essay where it says, you know, war is real if anything is, really has this kind of Cormac McCarthyan, almost biblical quality to it. You know, it is real if anything is. Uh, and then the fact that they can now transform world into a spectacle just testifies to how liquid our concept of reality is right now, right? Which is why I think a lot of people kind of misunderstand that essay because he's not trying to say that, this was all unimportant or not, nothing of significant happened or that everything's been banalized, even though it is. Uh, he's describing a kind of epochal transition in human history where what was once the most primal thing that we engaged in uh, has been transformed into pastiche, right? And that's an and incredible And if I can correct you, Rick Roderick, wasn't, wasn't his claim that the Iraq or the, the American soldiers in Iraq were watching the war on CNN because they weren't even fighting? Oh, that, that's yeah. another joke in Nietzsche, yeah, where he says, you know, he talked to one of the janitors at Duke who was like there and he was like, so what did you do there? He's like, well, I more or less did what I did here. You know, I was cleaning up and then they told me one day that it was over and I was done. <laughs> um, okay, so, so yeah. Baudrillard has a, I, I don't know why Rick Roderick didn't use this example, but this is great. Uh, Baudrillard says that when the, when the offensive actually started, like when the tanks started rolling, um, a huge portion of the Iraqi army was conscripts. They didn't even want to be there or know what they were doing there. Um, so they were just surrendering left and right. And Baudrillard says the 
they were all i don't know i don't know what his source was but he's like all the soldiers were trying to surrender to the cnn cameras they would run past the soldiers so that they could surrender to the camera and he's saying this of course i mean probably it probably happened because they were worried about like getting shot in a trench I mean, like yeah. <laughs> off camera but if you surrender in front of the camera then that you know you're safe but this also shows for Baudrillard the camera is the real power here it's not the tanks it's not the soldiers you have to put your or show your surrender on tv for you to be safe but that demonstrates who's in power here yeah, I yeah. mean that that reminds me of the way that when you're at like a protest and like it, you'll people will whip out their phones when when situations start to get hairy because the image has that that reality power. It has that reality value. I don't see how else you could explain something like that without this concept of hyper reality cuz then you have this sort of collapse of the sort of old distinction between the image and the reality, right? There's the appearance there on the screen and the reality is somewhere out there. If you're if you're bringing that kind of thinking to to your <laughs> thinking about war, right? You're going to have I, I guess you're, you're not going to be considering the hyper real quality of the war, which is the image is the reality. The image is more important and it has real power. It has real power to change things in the world just like when at a protest or surrendering in front of a camera or getting more eyes on the situation has power in itself and it's hyper real. 